This is the Life Church Podcast. For more messages, to watch our live stream, or to find other events, go to lifechurchnow.org. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to this, the last service of 2019, the last Sunday of the year. You know, this is quite amazing. I look, I'm, I'm just amazed at how full the church is right now. You know, we expected that, ah, oh, this is the last, church, last Sunday of the year, maybe people will be traveling, and we understand that, and we welcome those that are joining us online, and we uh, appreciate your presence here with us. But, you know, there's just something special about you being here today. You know, beginnings are easier sometimes. Beginning of the years, we make our resolutions, we say, this is going to be a good year, I'm going to be in church every Sunday, and I'm going to get closer to God, and that's awesome, and it's important to begin well. But there's something special about those who end well. You are here, you are ending the, 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 the year on a high note. It's kind of like a marathon, right? It doesn't super matter how you start it. It is amazing if you see it through the end and you cross the finish line with your head held high. So, hey, I applaud you for being here on this Sunday. Give each other a hand. Thank you. Thanks also, you know, those that are joining us online. Pastor Rich is down in Louisiana seeing some um, family there. So, Pastor Rich, we love you. Thanks for leaving the, the, the keys to the church behind. We appreciate it. Um, and hey guys, you know, this is a special Sunday. Um, we're talking about race, we're talking about marathons. There's some things in life are, are, are just uh, a sequence, right? Um, we have races, we have road trips. It's important to end well. Careers. Um, life itself has a beginning, a middle, and an end. But there are other things in life that are cyclical. They're just, the end of a phase is kind of the beginning of a new one. And uh, the way that we organize our days and weeks and months and seasons and years, this is the end of an era. Today is not only the last Sunday of 2019, it's the last Sunday of a decade, right? Uh, the tens are over. I, I never said that. I never heard that. That's weird to say. Uh, we don't talk about the tens in the 1910s so much, but it's the end of a decade. Can you believe that? Did I say tens? Yeah, the tens, the tens. Ten through 19. That decade is behind us. 2000, uh, the year 2000 was 20 years ago. 2010 was 10 years ago. It's just, it just blows my mind how fast the, the time goes. And you know, when things go in a cycle like this, it's normal at the end of a cycle to kind of pause for a moment and look back and see, you know, how far we've come. See the lessons that we've learned along the way. See how the Lord has blessed us in this last season before we enter into a new one, right? I saw a Facebook post from a friend that said 10 years ago, I was single, I was graduating from college, and now in the last 10 years, I got married, I bought a house, I had a kid, I started a career in ministry. I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done. It's important to take pause and look back before we move on to that next phase. So this morning, I want to invite you on a journey with me. 
We're going to hop on this uh, time machine right here. And I want you to go back with me to year 2009. Ten years ago, December of 2009. Let me set the scene for you. Year 2009, you could still buy floppy disks over at Staple. Some of you don't even know what that is. Um, everybody was kind of working hard on uh, mastering the selfie, taking a selfie in the mirror with a digital camera. How many, how many digital camera fans here? Oh man, you, the flash would go off and it would not work, it was horrible. Uh, you were probably still texting on a texting phone? Any Blackberry fans in the house? Let's see, uh, I, I see you, I see where you are. Let's see, uh, 10 years ago, this Christmas, exactly 10 years ago, Avatar was released in the, in the movie theater. It was the biggest movie then. December 25th, 2009, that was 10 years ago. Don't tell me the ending, by the way. I, I haven't watched it yet. I had a couple kids these last 10 years and I'm still a little behind on my movie watching. We used to go to the movies all the time, but um, maybe at the end of the year, you were still talking about in the VMAs how Kanye West uh, interrupted Taylor Swift, or maybe not, maybe not. You're like, I, I'm not into that. I, I, don't, I don't care about that. But uh, go back there with me. Let me ask you, 2009, 10 years ago, where were you? Think about it. Think back with me. Who was with you? What were you guys up to? It's kind of crazy to remember, isn't it? What were you hoping for? As you were getting into that new season, into that new decade, what were some hopes for the tens? If you could go back and see that younger version of yourself, kind of like back to the future style that you go back in time and you see yourself younger, right? Um, what advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? Isn't it important to kind of pause and learn the lessons so that we can not dwell in the past, but build a better future? What some things that you are thankful for? Let's, let's, let's kind of move forward on our time machine here, as you think about this last decade, what are, some of the, what are some of the ways that God has blessed you for which you're thankful? You know, I, I'm sure that there's many blessings, many ways you can be thankful for the things that God has done in your life in the last 10 years. The positive things that happen. The negative things that didn't happen, think about that. We don't realize those, you know, but imagine all the accidents that you were spared from and all the sickness that you were spared from. But even if you had difficult times, the fact that the Lord was there with you makes all the difference, doesn't it? Some of you have had difficult times recently and we feel with you at this time, but take courage because the Lord is faithful and He'll continue to work in you and with you and He will not leave you alone. He's been blessing you for all these years and He'll continue to bless you in His presence. 
2020, as we got into this new phase, into this new decade, will be an amazing year for you. As, uh, even more if we walk closely in step with the Lord. Like I said, it's quite common to look back so that we can learn from the lessons of the past, so that we can renew our thankfulness quotient, if you will, of, for the things that the Lord has done in our lives, so that that can encourage us as we move forward. So, you know, why we have this time machine right here, how about we take it for another spin? We have it all day. Let's go back. Let's go back even further. Let's go back all the way to the beginning. Let's crank that thing and go back to um, the people of God in the beginning of history. God created the world and he had the best plans for us. But it wasn't long until we decided to make our own choices and go our own ways. And unfortunately, evil kind of started to go rampant around the world. So God said, I'm not going to leave them there. I'm going to do something. I'm going to intervene. So he called a couple. He said, I'm going to build a nation. How do you build a nation? You start with a couple. I wouldn't have picked those two, but, uh, you know, he he chose Abraham. He was like nine years old at the time. And he said, you are going to have uh, so many descendants that they're going to be a a mighty nation. And you go like, God, (laughs) you, you don't like to take it easy on yourself, do you? But, uh, you know, sure enough, they had a kid, Isaac, and uh, Isaac had uh, two sons, Esau and Jacob, and uh, Jacob would later be called Israel. Israel had 12 kids, 12 sons, and uh, they were, you know, the beginning of this nation, the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, He had a favorite, you might know, who was that? Joseph, right? Yeah, he was his favorite. It kind of showed, too, you know, he he didn't hide that. So his brothers were not happy with him. And they decided to sell him into slavery, into Egypt. But even when life threw Joseph a curveball, and he was in this horrible situation, God worked it in such a way that he rose up to become the second person in command in Egypt, lower only to Pharaoh. He was in charge of the whole nation. This was the biggest nation in the world back then. That just goes to remind us that even when circumstances are difficult and you don't see a way out, God is working and he's a way maker. Amen? He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper and he will not leave us alone. Well, at that time there was famine in the land uh, where uh, Israel was living with his family. So they went to Egypt to look for food. Israel thought that Joseph was dead. His brothers thought that he was dead as well, for as much as I know. They got there. Who did they see um, and have to deal with as, as the governor of all of Egypt? Joseph, the one that they had sold into slavery. But Joseph did not repay them with evil, the evil that they had done to him. He hooked him up. He said, here's grain. Here's land, guys, settle right here. You guys will prosper here and you will be blessed. The Lord is always making a way where there is no way. In the desert of our lives, He's again the way maker, the miracle worker, promise keeper. 
the people settled in, 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 in Egypt and they prospered. Just like God said they would, they grew into a great nation. But then Pharaoh wasn't very happy with that. He said, you know, too many, too many immigrants here, I don't like that. This is not, this is not good. They're going to take over. I am going to oppress them. And then he slaved the people of Israel and subjugated them and put them to hard work, hard labor. And then they're crying out to God and said, God, have you forgotten us? This is horrible. But God had not forgotten them. God said, this is not right. I'm going to intervene again. And he called a man, Moses. Moses went before Pharaoh. And what did he say? There you go. There you go. Good Sunday school participation here. I appreciate that. Let my people go. But, you know, Pharaoh wasn't persuaded. He said, uh, what? I'm not going to let him go. They are the basis of our economy. I, I can't afford that. In fact, I'm going to oppress them further. And things were not looking good for Egypt. But God again intervened for the people of God. And he sent plagues and, and, and he did what he had to do until Pharaoh finally said, Okay, get out of here. You guys are free to go. It wasn't... The people loved it. They, they, they stepped into, out of Egypt and Moses started leading them. And God opened the, ocean, opened the sea. Can you believe it? Is that amazing? Opened the sea so that they could cross out of Egypt. It wasn't long, however, that Pharaoh decided, oh, I don't think that was a good idea. So he started chasing after them. But God saw them through. God saw them safely to the other side. And God gave them freedom. Just showing how faithful he is, he also gave them the commandments. He gave them the law. And uh, unfortunately, however, it wasn't long until the people started rebelling and complaining. Right? Have you ever been on a long road trip? And the kids are like, are we there yet? Ah, and you're like, uh, no, we're never there. When we're there, there will be here. You will know when we're there. We can never be there. Anyway, uh, Moses was putting up with these people. They were complaining all the way. They were rebelling against God and against him. They were asking for directions. It was a mess. They were lost in the desert for like 40 years. Wandering around and just, uh, and Moses is like, I'm losing here. But then they came to the edge of the promised land. God had that as a promise to them. I'm going to take you from this horrible reality that you found yourselves in Egypt. And I'm going to give you a better reality. I'm going to take you to this promised land and it, it will be amazing. But just before they crossed over, and this is where I want to kind of slow down the time machine here. We went through like, I don't know, 2,500 years of history there in uh, two and a half minutes. Now, I want to pause here for a second at this time in which the people of Israel are on the edge of the promised land. They were at the end of that era and they looked back. 
Moses, at this point, he knows he's not going to make it. He's come to the edge, but he's not going to enter into the land. So he calls all the people, and he gives them this last um, speech, this last talk. And you can imagine when you're going to give your last speech, if you could only, you know, give one last speech, you, wanna, you, you want it to count. You want it to make a difference. You want it to be something that will change their lives. Even though these people are disobedient and rebellious, Moses loved them, and he, he led them all the way to the, to the edge of the promised land, and he was like, hey, guys, here's the deal. Maybe not in those terms. Maybe he had, I don't know, more flowery language, but he told them, I want you guys to remember, before we cross over to this new land, to this new phase in our existence, in our history, I want you to pause and look back. I want you to remember all that the Lord has done. Do not forget the Lord. Do not forget what he has done for you. He brought you out of the land of Egypt. He did amazing things for you. He took you out of slavery. Please, don't forget what the Lord has done for you. He, watch yourselves closely. It's easy to be looking forward and excited about the next thing, but I want you guys to keep in mind that the Lord loves you. And he wants uh, you to walk in step with him. Do not let these memories fade from your heart. You know, tell them to your children. Remember what he has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. These things are important. He told you these things for your own benefit. He's done all these things for you. And he's giving you the law and the commandments so that you can live and prosper. So then Moses kind of shared the commandments back. Reminded them of what the commandments were. <clears throat> and... He reminded them of all of the laws that he had shared with them during their time in the desert. And he said this amazing verse that is kind of central to the experience, the history of the people of Israel. Back in Deuteronomy uh, 6 verse 4, he says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is your God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord with all your heart and soul and strength. That is the Shammai became a daily prayer. To this day, devout Jews pray this to remind themselves. Listen to the Lord. Listen to his commandments. Listen to his guidance and love the Lord. In fact, listening and love work together, doesn't it? Uh, listening in this verse doesn't just mean let these sounds hit your inner ear. No, listening means take it to your heart. When he gives you guidance, take it to heart and walk according, accordingly. By that, you will show him that you love him. And in fact, he's only telling you this because he loves you. 
And he knows what is, better, what is best for you better than ourselves. It is to your benefit that you listen to him and love him and experience his love by obeying. After he said all these things, he put a choice up to the people. He said that, what is it going to be then? You have a choice to make. Before you move into this next phase of your life, as you look for what is ahead, you have a decision to make. Are you going to obey or disobey? Is it going to be your way or Yahweh? Do you want to do things God's way or do you want to try to figure this out on your own? And then he says, you know what? I tell you, there is blessing in obedience. And disobedience brings about the opposite of blessing. You want to be blessed? He told the people, follow the Lord. He's, he's like that loving parent that is so much wiser than us. And when he gives us guidance, it's because he knows what he's talking about. You guys who are parents, you know what I'm talking about when you have like a, I don't know, an 8-year-old or a 16-year-old and they, they're think, they think they got it, figure it out, right? They, I say 8-year-old because I have an 8-year-old and, and she thinks she knows what's best for her. And I say, trust me on this. I know that it is better for you to do it this way. It, it, it is out of love, it's out of care that... He invites us to obedience. Because if we obey, we will be blessed and we will experience life. And then it's amazing because Moses puts the choice up to the people and says, you guys have to pick a side. You have to decide. Do you want to do things God's way or your way? And he says, if you choose to obey, you will have life. And if you disobey, then natural consequences will come. And he not only puts his choice up to them and says, you know what, let me, let me make it easy for you. Choose life. Life is better than death. Obedience is better than disobedience. Blessing is better than the absence of blessing. And this choice is made, is, 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 is for us to take every day. Not only as we prepare to go into this new phase, but each day, God, I want to obey you. I want to choose life. Now, I want to make something very clear. We celebrated Christmas a couple of days ago. We celebrated communion today. And that reminds us that we have a friend in Jesus and he was cursed in our place so that we could be blessed by God with salvation, with a relationship, with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm. So I'm not talking here about you have to obey in order to be accepted. That may have been the situation back then in the desert. But now in Jesus, because he obeyed, we are accepted. Because he was cursed... We are blessed. 
And in him, we have this life. And life abundant. But we still have options to make in our everyday lives. Obedience will bring about blessing. That's just how it is. God knows better. It's like he built us. It's the owner's manual, right? If we follow the owner's manual, the things will go the way they're supposed to go. So as you look ahead to this new season, let's do the same thing that the people of Israel did that as they were on the edge of the promised land. 2020, this new decade can be a promised land of blessing to you. But it will be more so if you walk in step with the Lord, if you listen to the Holy Spirit as He guides you through every way, if you lean on Him and not on your own understanding like the Bible tells us to do. If you do that, you will be blessed, your life will be abundant, and you will experience His love, and you will show His love, you will, sh you will show your love for Him by walking in step with Him. Amen? So as we conclude the service today, I make that same invitation, put that same choice up to you. We looked back, now we look forward. I invite you, if you are interested in committing yourselves to walking in step with the Lord, following His commands, not in order to be accepted, but because you are loved, because you understand that He's got a better plan for you. Will you stand up with me? Let's take this time at this last Sunday of 2019. As we prepare to step up into a new era. And let's commit ourselves to following the Lord, shall we? Pray with me. Father God, we want to thank you so much. So much that you don't just live in heaven far away enjoying praises of the angels but you care for us as we are here in this in this land that sometimes feels like a desert sometimes it feels like oh god there's famine there's so much brokenness but god you love us and you want to make a way where there is no way and you made that way in Jesus so we can be blessed and we can come into your presence and we can be accepted but not only that you give us guidance for daily life as well. You give us guidance on how to um, relate with, to you, but also how to relate to one another, how to relate to our family, how to relate to our jobs, how to relate to people around us. Father God, we pray that each and every day we may be able to hear your guidance, that your Holy Spirit, that still small voice will be that will be able to tune away the noise and focus on you and pray God what should I do about this decision I don't want to go about this my own way I want to go about this your way God because I know that your way is better God as your people stand up here today to renew their their commitment to you to stand with Jesus, to walk in step with Christ, to walk in step with the Spirit. Father, may your blessing be abundant. 
May your provision be abundant. May you make a way where there is no way. If people are in the middle of difficulties, Father, right now, Father, I pray that you will raise, do, do something. God, you do amazing things. We've seen you part the, the oceans. We've seen you bring provision out of nowhere, out of the sky. Father God, help us. We're lost without you. But with you, God, we have hope. And we have a future. Thank you, God, so much for all these people that are here today. And I pray, God, lead us into this new amazing season of our lives. Closer to you than ever before. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here this morning and you have some things that you wanted to bring to the Lord in prayer... Ask for guidance. Ask for a way, for Him to make a way. We have our prayer teams here in front, left and right. We invite you to come up, come forward. Um, and if not, I, I just say be blessed. In this new season, in this new era, walk in step with Christ. Walk in step with the Spirit. And you experience life and blessing with no end. Amen? Amen. Be blessed. Thank you so much. We'll see you next Sunday.